Kentucky's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. All right, 538 here in the Kiva. On this Wednesday, August the 19th, 76 days until the election on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM. Hope everybody's uh, okay on those accidents. Sounded... Well, I've noticed it's been getting more aggressive out there. People have been getting meaner. I mean, it's just the way of the world right now. It's been... uh... Just one of those things. So just be careful. Look out for each other uh, out there. Um, super, the, super snippy uh, gal at uh, Smith's a couple nights ago. I had oh. my MLG mask on, and the checkout lady was treated me rather poorly. Well, it said Im- impeach MLG on it. Yep. So, I mean, you got to go in looking for the fight. Ain't no shame you. in my game. I go, I go out publicly. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Good. First Amendment, baby. I like that. No shame in my game. Well, you should be getting excited about the fact that uh, she was a little bit snippy with you and you got her goat, and hopefully you uh, gave her a bad day because she should understand that it was your governor who gave her a bad year. Yeah. yeah gave the entire state a bad all year. Us, Why is everybody in bad mood? Because that little runt of a governor is up there, you know, trying to do it. Look, she's trumpeting the fact that she is, oh, we finally got it contained officially. We finally have beaten it. No, no, no. Uh, the, the City Golf Championships, this is from uh, Mark Tiki smith Thanks for sending it in. Dude, he's a good guy. 54-hole um, amateur tournament begins Friday <clears throat> at Ladera Golf Course. Second round Saturday at ADO. Final round Sunday at Los Al. And <laughs> all the golfers on the golf course are going, because of the coronavirus restrictions, there will be a number of changes for the players, including... The goofy mandate of golfers being forced to play while wearing face masks at temperatures which are forecast to be near 100 degrees on each of those days. Really? I mean, none of these players are going to be within six feet of each other. Like, golf is the most separated game that there is. Why would you have these people wear golf masks? I mean, uh, excuse me, coronavirus masks. Makes no uh, sense. So there you go. There's your... City Golf uh, Championship, everything else has been shut down. But, hey, we've got to contain And I just want to know, if it's contained, uh, are we going to open up everything else at this point? Why not? I think that would be the suggestion. That's what we were trying to attain. But, no, she's already made edict that we're going to be shut down. Let's talk about the rest of the country. Because the pandemic bear market, according to the stock market, is apparently uh, hitting record highs. What can you tell us, Dow? We've got uh, S&P. we got the uh, the Dow Jones Industrial, $2 trillion market cap on Apple. Uh, people have never been more uh, dependent upon technology than right now. Have we reversed course? Well, I mean, by one of the broadest measures of the, of the market, the S&P, Standard & Poor's 500, uh, closed a tenth of a percentage point above its previous high, 3386.15. Uh, the pre- previous high was on February 19th. Now, what do we know about mid to late February. That's when the Rona started showing up, right? So we have claimed back, at least by this measure, we've, we've, we've clawed our way back. And so the bear market is over. I mean, just remember where we were with the strength of the market, low unemployment. So yeah. this old false dichotomy that the leftists trot out, you know, Wall Street versus Main Street. Wall Street and Main Street were doing really, really well. Uh, as recently as February, March, folks, it seems like it was a decade ago. It was this year. It was okay, less so than we half bounced, a year ago. Okay, so we bounced back. Uh, we have... Uh, Reach this point where, if I'm not mistaken, let me see some of the uh, uh, people are uh, talking about Rudy's word, luscious, luscious pecan, uh, whatever. Say Rudy's uh, slinging pecan. What what are you slinging? It's the cinnamon pecan bow tie. Thank you, Rudy. Appreciate it. Uh, So here it is. We've got these 
numbers that have come in, and we're sort of past it. We've achieved what the flattening of the curve, uh, so to speak, mm. but we're not going to open up anything. The markets rebounded, other things rebounded, but we're not going to open up anything because, again, this is about mail-in voting. Is it becoming apparent to all of you to to understand that this is about mail-in voting to make it to make Donald Trump guilty for what's happened with COVID nineteen? Remember, these governors had the choice to do what they wanted to do with each of their economies. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Pac ten shut down. Oh, I'm sorry, Notre uh, Dame, Michigan is shut down. We've got all these football programs, all the very liberal colleges that are out there, or politically correct colleges. Let's not forget that uh, it was Barack Obama who gave the uh, commencement speech at uh, Notre Dame. Of all yeah, places, yeah, right. that was a, a lot of you know, my parents of were not, you know, devout Catholics were not pleased about that. No, nobody was. I think anybody who was a true Catholic. I mean, there's a lot of people who say they're Catholic, oh. they attend Notre Dame, but then they're Democrats. I mean, can you I really know many people these, like that. Can you really <laughs> yes. consider these people Catholic yeah. at no. that point? Yeah. No, you I mean, can't. regardless of their affiliation, you vote with for that politicians school. who think partial birth abortion is fine, like and then Keller, you call yourself a Catholic, like Tim Keller, graduate of St. Pius, Catholic, Doubt Democrat. It. Graduate of the University of Notre Dame, Democrat. I mean, honestly. Yeah, that's like being a Yankees and a Red Sox fan at the same time. But I digress. Mutually exclusive, folks. Um, the uh, Obama-Biden economy redo. That was an editorial board. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Uh, Write-up. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, this little angle from your perspective and why you like this write-up this morning? Yeah, it was in the journal, uh, and I think uh, like they put a lot of their content up for free. The Wall Street Journal's editorial page. T- you know, the Democrats are trying to portray. Uh, you know, w- we have a COVID battered. Well, we have a COVID policy battered uh, economy right now. And so they're saying, remember how great things were during Obama, and, and Joe Joe was part of that administration too. So we're going to have the, the Obama boom will come back. Uh, some great data that they throw at you, just about how incredibly sluggish things were admittedly coming out of the great recession but the obama years were not great economic growth years uh that was compounded the problems we had with all that the the stimulus obamacare all these terrible policies that really hamstrung the economy and as i said i mean when 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 trump comes in we get the tax cut we get uh people in business understanding that the regulatory reign of terror is over for four years and we get the we kick on those afterburners when when trump comes in so don't fall for this line that Joe was somehow part of this great economic expansion for eight years. And if you elect him, you know, the, the grand happy days are here again. It's just simply not true. And they show you the data in the Wall Street Journal today. Just a great piece. And uh, don't fall for that piece of nonsense, folks. The, well, that, I think it's important to draw out why Donald Trump got elected. It's because the presidency of Barack Obama and Joe Biden was so abysmal. Because we got tired of the mediocre meandering of an economy that seemed to be running in place. Yeah. Now we got tired of uh, getting defeated by ISIS, by getting shamed internationally, by having our economy run over, by borrowing $9.5 trillion on the future of this co- country. I mean, these were all things, the bailouts, the oh. uh, newfangled policies that Cash were coming in, these really interesting uh, uh, Supreme Court justice appointments. Uh, climate that change. Al- Elena Kagan. And I mean, on, everybody on, was on, sick on. of it, folks. Yeah. So, Let's not forget the destruction that occurred during during uh, George Bush's years, as well as uh, Barack Obama. I mean, they're one and the same, and they're uh, truly uh, globalists. I, I, what, I, what I need to know is, see, this, this, here's, here's my man right here, Donald Trump, at a news conference today. I, I told you we were going to hear from him. Here he is. 91 murders. We're also using the full power of the federal government to defeat, as you know, the China virus. New cases have declined in 80 percent 
of the jurisdictions in the past week. Eighty percent. New Zealand, by the way, had a big outbreak. And other countries that were held up to try and make us look not as good as we should look because we've done an I just I can listen to him all day long. I'm I'm ready for some rallies. I think he's got to start tossing out the rallies in the places that open up. Any place I'll welcome in the red states, and then we just broadcast those rallies here on the radio station. Exactly. I don't care. I don't care what time of the day it is. Morning, afternoon, round the clock rallies. I don't care. I really don't care, and I don't care if there's a slight outbreak or if I'm going to get blamed for somebody's death because I didn't take the coronavirus seriously get past ourselves already with this i mean really let's uh, you know move on.org at this point right i mean uh, let's just really just move Use it again move them. past it right it, I, I think that's the the idea we have to move you know past uh, all this more uh, news uh, coming in today to keep it this whole u.s postal service they're going to suspend any changes until after the election they're going to keep status quo where it is uh you know there's all sorts of uh, measures being saying, as I said before, you know, Tom Perez and a guy who was on CBS News already claiming that Donald Trump won and he cheated in order to get there. But Obama has been sort of getting involved in this as well. He's been uh, talking about the mail-in, right? He says Donald Trump, as he does, said something dumb, conflating unrelated things. Postal Service is adequately funded for the next 77 days. They want how much? $25 billion. For what? Remember when we were going to get rid of the U.S. Postal Service? Does anybody recall that time? Do you remember? I remember because I was involved in commercial real estate. They started selling off postal. They're like, oh, we're not going to need mail anymore. We're not going to need our post, man. Well, the, you know, the, the, the real estate's worth nothing. We've got to keep to pay for all the costs of, of the mail, and there's not enough mail to go around. We have to keep increasing the price of postage. When's the last time postage actually went up? I feel like it was going up every three months under Obama. Got to right? pay those unions. It's like a, you know, a, a, a percentage or two, you know, point, uh, another penny, another another two pennies. Like it was constantly going up. I remember when it was 32 cents. And then when Obama was there, look, look at what it is. Verify if I'm wrong on this. When Obama started with the Postal Service, I think the price of mail was like 32 cents or something like that. Right in that area. And then all of a sudden, by the time he was done, it was like, I think it was 45, 46. I don't think we've had a postal service increase in some time because there's so much volume. And they're like, oh, we're making bank. We're doing well. We're doing well. So here is the blame that's going to be happening. Barack Obama isn't looking at any of the facts, right? Saying uh, Donald Trump is trying to starve the post office to sabotage the election. That's that's what's going on out there. According to this, it says, in the U.S., election stealing and rigging now are activities dominated by the attorneys, the lawyers, the hanging chads. You might remember that since back in 2000. Parties have their favorite ballot rules, depending on partisan advantage, but if truth be told, metastasizing ballot ambiguities also gives them a way to fight over outcomes after the vote has been cast is the very nature of cheating. Why not dump a bunch of allegedly signed, unpostmarked ballots? You're dealing with all that stuff right now, are you not, Dad? You have just right in, and you're just trying to put up with, oh, yeah, I can't make it. I don't know if this is Annie or Annie, <laughs> you know, whatever it happens to be. You, It's hard to, to it determine is. when things are coming in via mail. 
Why not target your best districts with extra efforts to lure unqualified, questionable ballots, right? People who may not even be residents who would be, be actually allowed to vote that perhaps can be mined to reverse a narrow loss later. Hence, maybe this was all done in Donana County when Zoshitel Torres somehow found 4,000 ballots and 4,000 ballots. What, what, what happened there? They were all mailed in, if I'm not mistaken. Were those 8,000 ballots that Zoshitel Torres won with? Were not the, were those not all mailed in? I believe so. That's right. I believe right. that's uh, so. Yeah. They were in a trunk. So yeah, I do believe she that was the case. She won because of mail. That was complete and total cheating. Yvette Harrell won that election. You know, I was only upset at Yvette because she didn't fight hard enough to prove that. Spending seventy five thousand dollars and you know they were trying to call her Joe Monahan and everybody was calling her sore loser. Like these eight thousand ballots showed up. That's not fair. That's not fair. What did the uh, postal What did the postal rates uh, look like there, Dad? Uh, they rose about a quarter, twenty five percent under Obama, from forty four cents to fifty five cents. So that was a pretty big hike in just one during one administration. Wow, so basically a penny a year. Got to pay those unions. So here we are. What do you think about the uh, mail in uh, election, Dowd? I mean, seeing as that you're a guy who doesn't particularly like to vote for whatever reason it is, and you have your reasons, but. I mean, what do you think? Is, is it more susceptible to cheating or not cheating? I support um, biometric, you know, photo ID, wow. uh, DNA fingerprint on the day of uh, the left. Democratic Party has been pushing to crack open what was a very simple system where you would go in on Election Day. Ever since 1993 and Bill Clinton, the motor voter bill, they've been trying to muddy the waters and vote in all these different ways and early voting. I, I oppose all of this, uh, with the only exception of a verified signature apply for the absentee ballot. My, okay. gra- my grandmother was legally blind. We, I used to get an absentee ballot for her all the time. I had to sign that I was bringing the ballot. I, I handed it to the town clerk's office. She lived less than a minute's walk from town hall, and I would walk it over to it. Uh, I support uh, election security, and I do not support the, any of this nonsense of, of Mail-in voting, internet voting, uh, vote by mail, same-day voting, uh, giving of handing out a voting registration. As I said, 1993, when you register your car, you're not even in that mindset. What, why would you be handed a, a vote, you know, voter registration form when you're just doing your DMV or MVD rules? Uh, it's clear that the left they tend to have the manpower to work this system. You know, whether it's finding the hanging chads or finding the boxes of ballots off in the back. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it seems like the system we had. I, I come from the bluest of blue states. We have had photo ID verified. My mother goes to vote every year to, when we vote against the budget. Her best friend, Mrs. Yeomans, down the road is sitting there at the panel where you have to prove who you are. She looks at my mother's license. They're both women almost in their 80s, and my mother has to produce the license. I'm Sharon Muska. Here I am. I live at such and such a street on East Road in, right. in East Windsor. I don't. What the only reason that they are trying to widen, you know, and, and expand this and all this, all these various ways, it seems to me, is that they can control the process more. Um, uh, you know, Republicans here and there get involved in vote, vote stealing and vote cheating. They have, they are, they are in kindergarten compared to the PhD that Democrats have in terms of of, of figuring out how to work the system. Uh, I want to repeal. All of this, you know, greater access to voting. You vote the day of, you have a biometric or a photo ID. If you, if you can't be there on that day, months in advance, you have to apply for your absentee ballot and do it that way where, you know, a very small percentage of people can't vote that day because they're going to be traveling or something. So, such a ritual, so sacred. How important. That's what votes used to be. Yes. 
You know, we used yeah. to actually care about the identity of the person who was coming and in And it was to like vote. a national holiday. We looked at each other. You'd sort of nod at the other person. You'd right. get a sticker. It was like a, a, exactly. say a ritual. It was almost like a, a Christmas, an Easter, a Fourth of July yes, type thing. Yes, that's yeah. right. And now we're going to get rid of the ritual just so that the Democrats uh, can win by stuffing the ballot box. Ten uh, percent of this. as we put out back in 2018 with Yvette Harrell or... 2016, there's ballot harvesting. Oh, yeah. How come we're not using the word, the term ballot harvesting? Yeah, yeah, These yep, are important yep. terms that we need to really push out there so that people understand that the Democrats will cheat. The Democrats will win at all costs. They don't care how it looks. They just want to win. I they think, don't care. I think 10% of this is useful idiots of... of of maybe uh, dumb people, male and female alone, who, who buy into this, oh, people of color can't afford to get a photo ID. That's 10% of the argument. 90% is people who know, that who love power. They tend to come from one particular political party. They know they can work the system the more you crack open this and widen these opportunities for chicanery. I think it's utter nonsense, and we should be going back to our original system. It is system. possibly the most interesting thing that these people say from the Democrat side is, they consistently make these uh, arguments of color on behalf of oppressed minorities as yeah. if we're trying to, no, you're black, yeah. we don't want you to vote. Yeah. Oh, because we remember the, the Civil Rights uh, you know, Act and yeah. you know, going yeah. back to yeah. Like, yeah. we're not Jim talking Crow. about this. <laughs> this is so old, and yep. we're so far past this stuff. Those arguments are only wars that are being played in your head mm -hmm. over and over and over again. But you know what? There's Republicans over here. There's Democrats over here. 85, 90% of this country already knows exactly how they're voting. There's no dialogue going back and forth, okay? The independent voters here, of which I kind of am, are kind of being just left out in the cold. Because there's no content for them to sink their teeth into. They're like, well, you know what, do I want to really make my decision based upon, you know, someone's preparation for COVID-19? Well, there's really only one candidate uh, who has been dealing with COVID-19, and that's the president. And what did the president do? How did he handle it? He actually handled it quite well. January 27th, he shut off all travel to China, called him a xenophobe. They tried to impeach him at the very same time. For the next three weeks, he listened to his advisors, the council, the science, the doctors, Burks and, and, and Fauci. They led us astray. He gave complete and total autonomy. He declared a national emergency, provided plenty of money, gave the $4 trillion bailout. Gave it to these whining, crying uh, governors like Michelle Lujan Grisham said, you do what you need to do. Well, it doesn't seem to be that bad over there, so you don't need that much money. He reacted in a way I thought that was very presidential and then didn't at all in any way, shape or form during that time whine about how bad things were getting. He provided leadership with 60 straight days of updates that we were getting consistently. That's leadership out on the front lines for anywhere from an hour to two hours as we were watching the slow-moving atomic bomb move through our entire country during that time. That's important. That's leadership. Joe Biden. Does, does Joe Biden, has anyone told Joe Biden about the coronavirus yet? <laughs> That's the funniest joke you've ever said. That's a really good, actually. Yeah, he doesn't even know. COVID-19, why am I wearing a mask for? Oh, corona, is that a beer? <laughs> Beer Summit? Hey, dog-faced pony soldier, give me a beer. <laughs> oh, Jill, I, I don't remember <laughs> crashing that brown Corvette back in the day. Are you still married to that guy, Jill? <laughs> I'm sorry, he's so easy. Shooting fish in a barrel. It's cruel, really. It's cruel.
Poor it's Joe. not cruel. Poor Joe. Poor it's, Joe. it's cruel to elect a man such as him. <laughs> yes. It's a cruel joke if Biden were to become Nuc- president. Finger on the nuclear trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa oh. dementia. Oh, <laughs> duck face pony soldier. <laughs> Hit the red button. Oh, I don't, do we still have problems with those people? You know, he'd probably start, you know. You know, cursing at old, uh, old uh, World War Two, and uh, you know, are we still in the Korean War? <laughs> Damn it! They bombed Pearl Harbor. We got to get General Doolittle to strike Tokyo. Uh, okay, sorry, too easy. The White House was completely and totally prepared for the pandemic, folks. There's no question about it. Whether you think so or not, it's being politicized. Well, and the ultimate hypocrisy it's being overblown at this point. It, yes, go ahead. The ultimate hypocrisy is if Trump had done anything like at the federal level what MLG has done at the state level, every left winger on earth would have called him a tyrant. He's out of control. The numbers really aren't that bad. Right, right. This is exactly what we warned you about four years ago. There's just no winning. I mean, it's just yeah, you know, whatever. There we is know who no these winning. people are. Yeah. We know what so we'll about. leave it right there. Third hour up next, we'll talk about crime, culture war, uh, a lot of New Mexico news uh, as well. Uh, here. Yes, I will get to that Obama story. Uh, Hawaii, who knows? Magnum PI, yes. Broke 20 years ago. Broke 20 years ago, but now owns an $8.7 million lavish estate, by the way, out in Hawaii. And he's setting up. There's no riots. There's no looting. There's nothing happening in Oahu. Just uh, Obama and uh, what do they call him? Mike? <laughs> oh, you guys with your jokes. Funny stuff. I mean, I laugh. Just the possibility of whatever. That's the fun of politics. Back after the top of the hour, Fox News, third hour next.